Hi, this is Dr. Tom Rogers at 5 at 5, um, live on Facebook, taking five questions, last patient of the day. And I'm sorry it took a little long to get to you tonight, but we had a very busy day. Um, but it's a rainy day, and, um, you know, you need to look at it on the bright side. I usually answer these questions kind of off the cuff. I just look at them now, and I tell you what I think off the cuff they're not researched by me so much so but that's the way I like to do it I like off the cuff answers kind of like tonight if you watch the debate between um, President Trump and Joe Biden Joe Biden will be probably very rehearsed in this and Trump will just say whatever comes to his mind so I'm going to be like Trump tonight I'm going to just say whatever's on my mind when I see these questions so anyway I think that's the way most people like it um, so First question. Hi, Dr. Rogers. Hope you're having a great week. Thank you. Hope you're having a great week. My wife and I are taking Live Well Collagen Powder Supplement for joint health. 11 grams in one scoop. It seems difficult to mix in cool or cold beverages. Is it beneficial, and do you recommend a particular one? Um, huh, I don't know that uh, brand too much, but... Um, I like the keto collagen that I use in my coffee. Um, I use it in the afternoon because in the morning I'm doing intermittent fasting. I only drink black coffee in the morning. But in the early afternoon as I break my fast, I will put um, the keto collagen in my coffee and it mixes up well. But it seems to mix pretty well with the cool beverages too, like water. Um, some collagens are gelatin-based and some of them are powder-based. The gelatin ones... I think are more marine based, um, whereas the most collagens are bovine uh, collagens. That's a great question about. I'm a big believer in collagen replacement because collagen basically is the protein that supports your joints, your ligaments, your tendons, your skin, your hair, your nails. Um, and as we get older, I think you do need extra collagen for that support. And there's a lot of different types of collagen. Um, the main, there's four main types, one through four, one through three are mostly for joints, cartilage, ligaments, tendons, um, four type four seems to be more for skin, nails, and hair. Um, I just take one that has a combination of all of them in it. So you want your joints and your skin and hair all in one. Um, so get one that you can tolerate by the taste, um, and that mixes up well. Um, I like the keto collagen because it also has a little bit of MCT oil in it that I like, so which is a good fat. Um, so play around with it a little bit and see how it helps you. I'm all for collagen. Um, question two, is there any reason to not take a probiotic every day? That's a good question um, because I think everybody should take a probiotic every day uh, starting from when you're a baby. But... Um, all it is, it, it's good bacteria for your gut. Remember, you have more DNA from that gut bacteria than your own bacteria by a long shot. Um, and it kind of balances out the good versus the bad bacteria in your, in your gut. Um, you know, there's reasons that certain probiotics may not work with you. you got to kind of listen to your gut. Um, some probiotics have too many... Uh, what they call CFUs in them, too many billion CFUs. Um, I know one time 
my CFUs are usually about 30 uh, billion. And one time I kicked it up to 100 and it, it gave me loose stools, so I can't tolerate that much. So you have to kind of individualize it. Um, you, know, you should definitely be taking a probiotic in the COVID era. Um, they've proven that the COVID will exist in your gut for much longer than it exists in your lungs. So I think that's why a lot of people are getting prolonged, you know, ups and downs from COVID, getting sick and then relapsing and getting dragged on. So make sure you take a probiotic for that. Um, You know, if you have certain conditions where it just makes your stomach worse than it was before, either you're taking the wrong probiotic or for some reason you couldn't tolerate it. I mean, there's everybody's different. Not everybody can tolerate a probiotic, but I'd say 99% of us can, and I recommend it to most people. It's just finding that right one. Again, I always like the gluten shield because it, it has a prebiotic in it, which is food for the probiotic. Um, it has digestive enzymes. It has dairy and gluten blockers in it. So that's the one I tend to like the best, and and. A lot of people that I've talked to love it too. So I like gluten shield. So it'd be hard for me to give a reason not to take one every day unless your gut just can't handle it for some reason. And if it can't handle it, you're probably introducing something to your gut that you're sensitive to or can't tolerate. So play around with it a little bit and start out taking a, a low-dose probiotic, maybe with 10 billion CFUs. Um, good question. Question three, I have found magnesium good for kidney stones. Yeah, it is good for kidney stones. Um, I believe mine were a magnesium deficiency. Since being on magnesium, I no longer have trouble with stones. I hear that from a lot of people. Um, Magnesium is one of those minerals in our body that almost everybody's deficient in. And when you're deficient in one mineral, you tend to accumulate the other minerals and you know most kidney stones are calcium oxalate Um, there's also uric acid stones and that's why if you pass a kidney stone save it get it analyzed to see what type of mineral problem you may have Um, you recommend taking zinc do you think 15 milligrams of zinc is a good daily maintenance dose that's a little on the low side Um, I usually recommend you know, 30 to 100. My average take, patient takes about 50 milligrams of zinc. And remember, when you take zinc, take it with food because it can cause nausea on an empty stomach. Um, but I'm okay with, usually 15 is a little bit low. Right now during COVID, you need to take 50 milligrams for sure. Just don't take over 100 milligrams of zinc or you'll start depleting your copper. Remember, one mineral goes one way, the other goes the other way. So kind of like with kidney stones and magnesium. So uh, zinc is absolutely behind magnesium. Zinc's the number two most important um, mineral, in my opinion. And almost everybody's a little bit low in both magnesium and zinc. Um, Take your magnesium at night. It helps your rest, relaxes you, prevents cardiac arrhythmias, helps your bowel movements. Um, Zinc doesn't matter just as long as you take it with food. Uh, Sometimes it's hard to find right now because of COVID. Everybody wants to take it because it's pretty protective of COVID. And it's certainly one of my main treatments of COVID if you do get it. Um, So 
Um, take 50 milligram of zinc. Um, question four. Hey, Doc, what type of patients are you putting on Samoralin? Samoralin's a peptide, which just means a string of amino acids that um, are a signaler. I call it a secretagogue um, to another part of your body to make more of something or to act in a certain way on a gland. And Samoralin is a peptide that um, is a secretagogue for growth hormone. In other words, when you take it, it stimulates your own production of more growth hormone. Growth hormone is more like a healing hormone. It's more of a recovery hormone. When you take other hormones like testosterone, testosterone is an anabolic steroid. It helps um, grow muscle as, as well as a ton of other stuff. If you've been around me long, you know I'm a big proponent of testosterone replacement when you get low for men and women. Women need it just as bad as men, just a lower dose. But Samoralin, I put a lot of people on Samoralin, especially if they have a hard time recovering from exercise, if they lift a lot of weights. Um, you know, unfortunately, we can't use growth hormone in this state um, unless you um, have certain conditions in childhood like dwarfism. But growth hormone is a really good hormone. Um, it's really expensive. It, most people couldn't afford to take it anyway, so they came up with things like Samoralin. There's others that stimulate growth hormone too, like Ipamoralin, Tessamoralin, um, which work real well too. They're a little bit more expensive than Samoralin, which is the most common one. But it does stimulate your own body to produce more growth hormone. And it's very innocuous. It's inexpensive, um, at least compared to growth hormone. And it doesn't cause side effects like growth hormone can, can cause, like... Growth hormone's a great hormone, but it can bump your sugar levels up. It can cause carpal tunnel. And say you had an occult tumor somewhere, theoretically it could cause it to grow faster. That's never been shown to happen But um, when you look at the research. But Samoralin, you know, that type of secretagogue may help you lean out a little bit too. So I do like Samoralin. I think it's a good little peptide. Um Good question. Question five. And, it, and Samoralin does kind of work synergistically with testosterone as well. So if you're a workout nut and really want to get a little bit leaner and recover from exercise a little quicker, especially weightlifting, research Samoralin. Um, last question. As a male patient considering hormone replacement therapy, are there different types of testosterone to consider? Yeah, there are different types. Um, uh, you know, there's the main types of testosterone are cypionate, propionate, and enanthate. Cypionate's the one we usually use. A lot of times I use a blend of enanthate, which is a little more potent, probably a little smoother form of testosterone, along with the cypionate. Propionate is a faster acting, shorter acting one. It hurts like I'll get out when you give it intramuscularly, so I don't use propionate. Um, it, it's just too painful, and you have to give it daily. So I usually use cypionate or a blend of cypionate and enanthate. Um, you know, and we're just talking injections there. Um, when you talk about um, 
you know, oral, there is an undecanate that's kind of a new oral. I don't have a lot of experience with it yet. I've always been taught to kind of avoid oral uh, testosterone. This new form, um, apparently, they lifelize it so that it won't affect your liver. But um, who knows on that one? Time will tell. But um, And the creams, you know, the creams are made if you get the bioidentical Hormones are made from plants, yams, and I don't tend to use as much creams in men uh, because it just doesn't seem to work as well. Um, and the the uh, brand name gels or sometimes they don't smell too good. I just don't think they work as good. They're kind of expensive. Um, certainly in females, most of the time I use uh, the bioidentical hormones uh, replacement in the form of yams. And a lot of times pellets, which are also bioidentical, made from plants, um, male or female. So, um, yeah, there's three main types of testosterone when you're considering, I assume you're talking about the testosterone shots. Um, but cypionate's the most common one, and the blend of cypionate and enanthate. A good question, too, because sometimes I'll have people that um, have some rare side effects from testosterone shots, like acne. Um, are very rarely swelling on the lower extremities. I probably had five men have a little lower extremity swelling after T shots, and or you know cystic acne. Um, and in that case, I'll switch from cypionate to um, enanthate, which seems to cause less of that. Uh, or I'll put them on pellets, which definitely causes less. So that's a great question. There are obviously you've research it a little bit and there's a lot of little nuances with testosterone replacement you have to know what you're doing i.e is it converting to estradiol um, which pathway is it taking down that uh, metabolic pathway um, so and is it bumping your hematocrit up um, so there's a lot of little things you got to consider you know performance medicine we know how to monitor all that and um, do a good job with that so uh, get your t levels checked if you're um, total testosterone levels normal, um, say five or 600, yet you have all the symptoms of low T, make sure you check a free testosterone, which comes with a sex hormone binding globulin as well. And it will tell you if you got a low free testosterone, you need replacement. Um, and if you're young enough, we need to figure out why you're low in the first place. So we do look that up and we do this very safely. So, in fact, in my opinion, it's unsafe to have a low testosterone level. You're certainly not going to do as well from almost every aspect of your health with a low testosterone. Um, but anyway, those are great questions today. This is 5 at 5. Um, send your questions in at uh, performancemedicine.net or ask them at the office or call them in, whatever you want to do. Every Tuesday we get five great questions and we try to give you some good answers or look our, look our podcast up on our website, performancemedicine.net or our YouTube channel and look at all the different programs that we do to try to keep you informed uh, on things you can do to stay healthy. Um, all right, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you.
Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.